0: It's time to engage in authentic diversity and to have the conversations that aren't happening in your organization. Through these episodes, I'm going to pour out my heart and give you tips for how to do diversity, equity, and inclusion in real ways. We're going to start addressing the issues that have never been addressed. I'm going to give you brief nuggets and affirmations that you can use in your workplace so that you are effective in the work that you do. It's time to get real. Let's stop playing diversity. Hey friends, I hope you're doing well. Today, I want to break some stuff down. I am often known for coming up with phrases and ways of explaining things that may be different from what people are normally used to. This past week, I was doing my first Stop Playing Diversity Live on Instagram. Follow me at Dr. Monica Cox. And I came up with this new term called workplace valedictorian. It came up because... I was talking about being transactional at work and how sometimes we do too much. We try to be the HR professional, the DEI director, the CEO, the chief financial officer, the IT director, all those things when it's not even in our job descriptions. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that we have been taught to just work 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 and we often strive for something that we don't even understand we don't know what it looks like to get to the end of a work day or to our job and to even say this is what it means to be fulfilled in this position because there's always something else to do that is what work tells us that we are never doing enough I speak about this as a person who is tenured, as someone who is a professor. And when I first entered my job, I always wondered how much is enough? So at the time, the metric was maybe $200,000 a year or two to three papers a year. And I'm sure it has gone up over time, but I needed something. But every time I had a review, it would always be, just keep working just keep doing it. You know, you can never have too much, too many papers, too many grants, too much money, too many students. It was just endless. And on this IG Live, I just came to a conclusion that so many of us are striving to be the workplace valedictorians. We want to get the best grades, you know, and translate that as you will within the workplace. But It's just all consuming. But what is the reward for that? For many people, it is stress. For some people, it really is a promotion, but I see countless individuals who are just working to work and to hustle only to get burned out and be disappointed when they don't reach a goal that they never were able to set in the first place. Today, I just want you to think about that. You know, who told you that you had to be a workplace valedictorian? Who set the bar? Who told you that you were not doing enough? And why do you feel the need to grind at work, the need to push yourself? I'm not saying be lazy. I'm just saying create a bar that is reasonable. And I truly believe that's why everyone after the pandemic said, They didn't want to go back to work. We're talking about quiet quitting and quiet resigning and all these other things that are going on. But it's because we're working so much. We're working so aimlessly to get that prize. But what did the prize really get us? For many people, it wasn't much. That's one thing. The next thing I want to talk about is a term that I call professional lynchings. If you have looked at lynchings um, or at least anything as it relates back to the history of lynching, particularly in the United States, um, and I've talked about, about this before, it's brutal. And it really comes to punishing someone or taking justice into your own hands with someone who may or may not be guilty. But you usually have processes Um, that are supposed to give people due justice, and it's supposed to identify whether someone is guilty of something. And I thought about this because in the workplace, there are lynchings that happen all the time and people are not given chances but they're kind of condemned. And as I've spoken to you in several episodes, we've talked about systemic oppression, and it comes back many times to making assumptions that you should not make. And many times the assumptions that are made harm people from marginalized groups. It comes back to stereotypes and misconceptions and biases. And what I have learned as someone in the workplace is that many people are aware that professional lynchings happen but they often don't have the courage or the tools to stop the lynchings. And that's the part that I think is really important because many organizations have the training to tell you how to identify what is right or wrong or what is unjust. But many of those organizations don't have things on the back end that help people to understand. What they need to do for real when these lynchings are happening, and particularly as they're happening um, and led by a person who is in control of their lives. And we also don't have anything that helps the people who are watching the lynchings or the people who have somehow experienced the secondhand trauma of seeing professional lynchings in the workplace. That is the thing that we are missing in our human resources programs and in so many other aspects of work. You know, we still make work a very sterile environment, but we need to remember that the people who are in those spaces are living, breathing humans. And more often than not, these professional lynchings are causing permanent damage to people as they work in spaces that they trust. We need to do more work in this area and I want you to think deeply about what this means in your spaces. Have you ever witnessed a professional lynching? Have you ever participated in it? What, how did that impact you? What did you do about it? How did you heal from seeing that? And was there anything you could have done to help the person who who was lynched there's so much to unpack there and i want you to think about it the last thing that i'm going to address the last colloquial expression is telling you about the workplace streets i often talk about it whenever we think about the streets um it means so many different things but how we operate at work is really different than how we operate in our local communities or how we operate in our place of worship or how we operate um, with our families and the streets have a way of moving and being and and impacting people. and I often say that how we move in these workplace streets really determines our well-being. It impacts how we engage with, ultimately with our family. It impacts the satisfaction that we have with our careers. And I've even gone so far as to talk about academic streets too. And you have to understand the norms of those streets. Ultimately, when I think about talking about any street that you're in, the corporate streets, the academic streets, the nonprofit streets, it's about that system. It's about understanding how you have to move in that community to remain safe, to prosper, to um, be promoted. Um, to feel whole, like it's it's just about learning all of that. And I think the, the thing I want to leave with you about this particular term is that if you're going to stay in that system, you have to understand how you need to move in that system. Because there's definitely a way that will promote you. There's definitely a way that will take you down. So just be aware. So today, friends, I talked to you about few terms and I broke them down. And yes, this is totally Dr. Monica talking about them. But I think that it's a really cool way for you to think about what's important to you, how you're moving and how you need to operate so that you remain safe. But you're also operating with the integrity that is a part of your personal diversity, equity and inclusion mindset. So that's it. That is that is your nugget. The affirmation today is I am savvy in the environment where I work. I pay attention to what will promote me and others. And I operate in a spirit of integrity within those environments. So operate with integrity, friends. That's important. Get in touch with me and subscribe. Subscribe if you are being... um, blessed if you are benefiting from anything that i'm saying and i hear from so many of you so thank you so much i want you to share this podcast episode with other people and subscribe because i'm coming up with some really cool things that i hope will translate into your environments so thank you thank you thank you so much for listening thank you for giving me ideas for encouraging me and for showing up for me thank you so much um as this world is changing We need to be honest about what's happening behind closed doors. And I believe that if you continue to listen to these quick episodes, you will be encouraged, you will learn, and you will be brave enough to do what needs to be done to make sure that not only your organization is better, but you're better too. Thanks so much, y'all. Follow me on all social media platforms. I'm Dr. Monica Cox at drmonicacox.com, info at drmonicacox.com. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you next time.